0: You can now listen to the podcast on Spotify, as well as iTunes. Don't forget to leave a nice review. Hello, and welcome back to Lab Chats. I've been away, I've been away for a while, and um, it's been, uh, it must have been a couple of months since the last episode, uh, It was with Rushka, called Only This, and um yeah, again, thanks so much to Furushka, um for the fantastic, lovely conversation. And um, thanks to you as well um, for your positive feedback, your comments. Um, I have posted um, a, few, a couple of posts on um, the social media handles and um, I've had a lot of good responses and listenership has been up and and follows, has been up and it's it's been exciting um, while well, I've been hiding away but but where have I been um, well currently now I'm in a I'm in a hotel I'm back um, working in the television industry which I'm very proud of doing that so you might get a bit of interruptions from the odd person the odd door going which is I think it's fine it's, it's pretty cool I've been to Cornwall I went to um, a place I've always wanted to go to a place called the Eden Project and actually, yeah, probably maybe a few weeks after I'd done the, the, the last episode, um, I remember it being gorgeous weather there, really sunny and it was a great laugh and we had a good time and it was just stunning just to see like the mechanics of how the Eden Project and how it all works and I've been very interested. Scripts I'm currently writing actually ends at the Eden Project, so I'm hoping that I can, um, you know, just uh, you know maybe maybe talk to the guys, the people, maybe one day and go, hey, I was here this summer. What about if I can, you know, do a scene um, at the Eden Project? And then after that, I went to Scotland and I visited a lovely place called Elgin and oh, I'll tell you what shout out to um, a group of people um, the, the hotel we stayed in called the Mansfield Hotel and they were so accommodating and so lovely and they were just great people I've got a funny story to say about that but one of the kind of things that I consecutively did was forget my room key so I would, I would turn up to work and every time I just keep forgetting my room key and I think in the period of the two weeks over we there I must have left that the card key or had a new one replaced about an average not only an average just 16 times in the space of two weeks so um, shout out to the Mansfield um, and it takes about what six hours and I drove through the stunning like beauty of the Highlands the furthest before As I drove further on, I, I got to see the beautiful landscape, the fantastic like kind of backdrop of what um, Scotland has to offer. Well, I've, I thought I'd be a bit clever because I saw I want to. I brought my Google Home with me. Like I drove the best part of like six hours, six and a half hours, just to find that I couldn't connect to the Wi-Fi, and I was absolutely just wounded. It was like I can't listen to my ambient sounds. What am I going to do? Anyone with one of those, you know smart speakers it's, it's a bit of a, a luxury to kind of be able to have it reminded to tell you to do things or you know you have you, know, you have the news play or it tell you a joke or you find a bit of fun in your lives for it to kind of not work at all you know I tried everything I just gave up and that was my little kind of story or punctum. but what's gone on when I was in Scotland um, someone that I had worked with um first early jobs I did as a runner. Um, Dame Dana Rick passed away and I heard that news and it was really sad because I can't really put into words, you know, to hear the passing of, of someone that is, you know, I guess a, a, a the national treasure and just an absolute joy to be around and, and their company and... I was referred to her as, a, as a toy boy because I'd always escort her from her trailer onto set, and I'd always make sure that she had a, a chair, or you know, she was made comfortable, and she had like you know, um, snacks and drinks. That out there. Um, But coming back to my time in Scotland, in that time um, I brought an American football. Um, I took a a photo of a cat and um, I raced back to, um, when we finished the shoot, I raced all the way back to play hockey, which I had not played since um, the beginning of this year. And um, it was really great just to be back, you know, and and play hockey. socially distant but just enjoy the sport that i I enjoy i want to talk about a little bit about today's episode and um this episode is going to be uninterrupted so if i make a um and uh i'm going to keep it in because i'm going to do something different i've been thinking about what i wanted to do it dawned on me like what what subject shall i have and then it, it struck me when i was at eden we were filming by a bayou battery, they are kind of um, really tall, and as they are wide, and they store lots and lots of water. And when we got to the one that we we'd filmed. just off the cuff just turned. I said I've not seen the Lion King and it was in that moment where we were all just like "Whoa! what do you mean you've not watched the Lion King and to put it in perspective where we were filming it we were following this one-way system and it was so busy so you'd get like loads of people but when as soon as like he said he'd not seen the Lion King all the sounds this is the best way I can describe it every bit of sound sound of the atmosphere, sound of people walking about, people milling about, talking, just for me, in that moment, just went silent and all I I was fixed on was us four in our conversation, like, you know, the the, the retort and the the kind of going, what do you mean you've not seen the liking? It's probably one of the best films ever. And then we talked about, like, the animation Reminds of, um, just reminds me of a, like a child version of Hamlet, and it's in that I want to base today's episode on my kind of weird take of of how The Lion King is basically a, um, a child's version to Hamlet. Just as a disclaimer, um, I've had to re-record this bit because once I listened to back through the episode. I'd realised I'd lost half of the episode. It'd probably be right to re-record the whole thing again. So, I talked about the, the Lion King and Hamlet basically being very similar. And by the sounds of it, I'm, I'm not really the only one um, that has the same kind of thought. I mean, there are tonnes and tonnes of research on this, on this one subject alone. And this is something that, if you're interested then I'd urge you just to have a look. Something that's really interesting. So, The Lion King was released in 1994 um, with the remake, uh, only done last year in 2019. According to Screen Rants, um, I wanted to look at the kind of basically like the highest grossing Disney animated movies ever. Um, this article was, was written in the summer of, of this year in 2020, I specifically wanted to look at the 1994 version and to see whether it stood the test of time, I found that from the an article um, by uh, Screen Rants that Um, It ranked, um, the 1994 uh, Lion King version ranked number eight and was in the top ten. Other sources of of both films is basically ranked in and around the top 30. From a broad point of view, you have to look at the affiliations that um, Disney now has with other studios and different franchises that are being incorporated into Disney. Right, both characters are both born into royalty and subject to being heirs of their respected thrones. Both King's brothers are the villains. The prince's uncle is the bad guy. So in The Lion King, that is obviously Scar, and in in Hamlet, that is Claudius. Scar schemes his plans on his old idea of becoming king with the hyenas. Claudius is is quite devious. he just goes a bit snidey he he basically not only poisons his brother um, who is actually also called Hamlet, King Hamlet of Denmark um, he also gets with uh, Prince Hamlet's uh, mother, I believe her name was called Gertrude so he's kind of like, he's a nasty guy man he's a nasty piece of work but quite, I don't know, slimy but also charismatic I guess, it's weird well the uncle then becomes king both of them then flee to find themselves, find out who they are in this, like Hamlet goes off to it, trudges off to England, and, and Simba, I guess is located somewhere in the savannah, which is probably out of the out of the um the, the the pride or the cycle of life. And there are some great discoveries in both of them. But in particular, there's like key love interests. And this is where for me it gets a bit tasty. Nala meets up with Simba as he's like trying to self-discover who he is, etc. A significant part of Simba coming home and, and, and you know, finding out who he is. But couldn't it be any more different within Hamlet? It's very clear that Ophelia absolutely is mad about the boy. Hamlet treats her really bad. Basically, kind of palms are off. I, I don't think the person, he, he's in the right frame of mind. He pushes her away. and and makes her feel kind of low. From that she ultimately becomes mad, gets sent off to a nunnery, and then takes her own life. And I think if Shakespeare wrote Hamlet now, I think that he probably would have written Ophelia as a person with underlining mental health conditions. Above all the things in both um, pictures, seeing the ghosts of their fathers, and both coincidentally, they are revealed at night. There's a real innocence and a shift in, in pace and a direction for the princes. Both clearly miss their father in terms of their guidance within, within their fragile lives. In both duologues, there is one significant word that cements clear links between the two titles. The word is remembered. In Hamlet, the ghost overtly tells his son that his brother, his uncle, poisons him with with hebenon and then tells Hamlet to, to go and avenge him as he's basically stuck in this limbo on earth until foul crimes are purged away. And I love the fact that the ghost says to his son, "Strange and unnatural murder." As he's describing what's happening, and he's saying that you know he has real contempt for for his brother Claudius, and describes him as a snake, um, and and he's just a you know he's incestuous and he's he's, he's a right wrong. And his last words to Hamlet is, um, "A Jew, a Jew, Hamlet, remember me." That duologue is a really strong duologue. That kind of end line where he says, remember me is so important. In the Lion King, Simba looks at his reflection and he sees his father and then in the 94 version and also in the 2019 version, you see like Simba looks up, massive cloud, then Mufasa, your voice of Mufasa or you see like the animation of Mufasa in the 94 version turns up a lovely little duologue, you know. And then the last line, is what well, the line that he says um, that Mufasa says is uh, remember who you are that is another poignant moment a means to an end and I think both stories basically culminate in the uncle dying or disappearing. Scar is shown compassion but it's having none of it what Simberg shows him that compassion. There's a massive kind of standoff big battle and he gets kind of like taken off, he goes in one direction um, but it's led away basically by the hyenas um, who were his allies and now enemies and there's I think in both of them there's this really powerful kind of silhouette of of basically Scar trying to fight off these multitude of of hyenas uh, turning in on on Scar who tries to pass the buck it's it's their idea and it really was his idea and then Hamlet having returned back to Denmark from England he's basically involved now in in, in a duel orchestrated by his uncle the opponent is basically against like Ophelia's um, brother I can't remember his name but um, it's really hard to pronounce but I think begins with L let's just call him L and um, Claudius basically on multiple attempts fails to kind of poison his nephew and his mum then like picks up the goblet that was meant Hamlet, he sees the fact that there's nothing that his uncle can do he knows that that is the goblet that is with the poison so then she takes a funny turn basically and he's obviously now super annoyed and has it out and um, basically gets like cut by the blade that's a second precautionary um, kind of thing um, Claudius kind of, um, or I think it might be elves Laces the, um, devises the singer, laces the actual blade, his blade, that harms uh, Hamlet with uh, some poison. So then that basically is like a slow kind of thing and he, he gets hit by it and then there's confessions all, all over and then um, it's a basically a sad end. I'm going to to leave it there because there's so much I can talk about. I am going so far away from where I was meant to go. I think that both Hamlet and out little bits that, that I've not t- I might not have touched on but if you can find anything just let me know because I think this is really interesting and i have just probably just touched the surface but I'm sure there's more and more bits to uncover and unhinge and to share and I think it'd be really great. I'm just gonna say please um, follow and subscribe the social media handles whether that is Facebook, Twitter, Insta and that is all the same you can find me on at official lamb chats you can also listen to the podcast on apple Podcasts, spotify and google podcasts don't forget uh to give it to someone you don't like if it's not for you and if you do like it leave a review a nice review and subscribe to the podcast so from me to you
1: um
0: i'll talk to you next time